Timberwolves lose again. We move. Timberwolves lose again. We move. I don't know if that's a. I don't know if that's a good way to, to open up the show, bro. It's not a good. I way. don't know if that's a we move either. D'Lo takes the last shot. Back to shambles. And they clank the ganks. Clank the ganks. Well, you know what? I know a very good way. I will say to open up the show. Let's start off with that. that. Welcome everybody to another wonderful week in the world of the Alpha Sports. This is RSPN episode four. Thank you so much to the RSPN faithful for coming in for another week to talk everything that is gradually getting less early in the NBA, I will say, but there's plenty to celebrate, I will say, from certain perspectives. You know what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. I will say sure. to our left is there Jeff. You go. Oh my God. To our here. right is Mark. We got it right this week. I got, got it right. right this week, thankfully. But thankfully, this face is full of nothing but smiles because look at this, Jeff. Another week. Hey, man. Another week in the power rankings. I didn't want to brag last week. At what? I didn't want to brag last week. I kept it nice, calm, and cordial last week. But who is leading the NBA once again? I'd like to let you know. This is a team led by NBA champion Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Yeah. I saw Bam went up to an 87 in 2K. Man. Come on now. The 2K ratings drop. Niggas going What's up. Going? Niggas going Come up. Come on now. I said, Bam, 87, guys. Come on now. When the 2K ratings go up, you know what it is. You saw the increases. You, know you saw the decreases. The Miami Heat are getting the credit that is well deserved. But like we had talked about for these past couple of episodes or so, mm-hmm. the hashtag too early has been something that has been a theme. And it usually is a theme for most people until a couple of months from now, probably when football is over and they make their way sure. into basketball, so on sure, and so forth. Sure. But can we, you know... Can we just give it a little bit of a? Can we start things up? Just a, just a, just a tie. Is it, is it an can area I, yet I, for separation in the NBA? Let me say this. This is weird because for the teams that look really good right now, I don't think it's too early to say they're gonna be nice. They're gonna, they're gonna be nice. They're yeah, gonna I, I'm, be I'm, nice. It's weird to separate the two because I guess you know you got teams on the bottom who could come up and be nice as well. But the nice squads like the Heat, you know, what I'm saying like the Wizards, even for that matter. They mm-hmm. look like they just have it together, and they'll they'll continue to be consistent. As, and obviously, we're not talking about injuries and stuff like that. We're just talking about how they're playing right now. It looks good. It looks consistent. Um, and for that, I have to say it's not too early for them. It's not. I would hope that nothing catastrophic happens for these few teams that end don't up want that. making their way up that. nice and high in these conversations. But it is November basketball, but it would be worthless to not have something to celebrate for a lot of these teams that are making names nice and high yeah. in the East, in the West, to make <clears throat> names for NBA conversation. The Heat end yeah. up being one of those teams. The Golden State Warriors, a team yeah. that... We have not really talked too much about for the past month, even with the fact that they have the best record, at least as of right now, as we're, we are recording in the NBA. We opened up. Isn't that scary to think about again? Yeah, they're nine and they're nine and one without Clay Thompson, and apparently pissed off Clay Thompson that is already vowing that when he comes back is going to make sure that everybody knows that he should have been on that list. <clears throat> apparently, how how long has Played, not played. 
Has it been two seasons? Can you believe that Clay Thompson got injured before the first RNC barbecue? Really? Before the first RNC barbecue. It was before the Raptors finished. It was literally before, during the series. Dur- well, it, was, it was during the series. During the series that the oh, Toronto yeah, Raptors yeah, won the NBA championship. So that oh is so that is before. Oh, no, it is not. It's not. It's not before the Anthony Davis trade. Holy shit! It is not before the Anthony Davis trade. No, it is before the Kawhi Leonard move to the Los Angeles Clippers. Jimmy Butler, I believe, was in Philadelphia. He, okay, okay. Jimmy yeah. Butler, yeah, I believe, yeah, yeah, yeah. was in Philadelphia because that. Mm. Oh yeah, he was in Philadelphia because that ended up being the Kawhi shot. Everybody went crazy. Jimmy Butler yeah. was in Philadelphia. <clears throat> Kawhi has not made his way to the Los Angeles Clippers yet. A lot of things wow. have changed in the NBA atmosphere in the past two years. And it feels like ages ago that we have seen Klay Thompson, but the Golden State Warriors have been doing 100% fine without Klay Thompson as a uh, very big focal piece, I would say, to the Golden State Warriors offense. And with all of that, they end up being sixth in offense, but are now at this point in time, as, as I'm saying, as we're recording, the number one defensive team in the NBA, which is crazy. And I did say yeah, another, nine and one. Crazy stat, yeah. That might be forecasting. That might be foreshadowing because the Golden State Warriors have the opportunity to go nine and one if they defeat the Atlanta Hawks. Okay. But they have not done that as of yet. They are currently eight and one. Usually these late night games go a little bit crazy. Let's see if we have any early scores of what is going on in between that just yet. I don't think I don't think we will. Oh, yep, we do. They're up five with three minutes left. Okay. So I mean you can be the way. Up five with three minutes left. So Atlanta wants to make sure that they don't go too further down in the Eastern Conference, especially with the fact that they already feel slighted that they're not getting enough coverage after making the Eastern Conference Finals. Golden State has the opportunity to be 9-1 and and continuing to be one of the top offensive teams in the NBA and the top defense in the NBA as well. For those that you know, want to pay a little bit more attention to those offensive rating and defensive ratings to make sure that you are aware of who are the teams that you can brag about, especially to see if your team is the team that you can brag about as far as being some of the top defense and the top offenses in the NBA. Of course, you can read all of that wherever you get your advanced stats. But keep in mind, these things end up playing depending on who is in front of you when you end up playing these games. I ended up seeing there's a call out when you start reading those um, power rankings, and especially more so towards those that cover the league on a wide spectrum. When you start seeing teams like the San Antonio Spurs, who have been on a pretty decent struggle as of right now, I think what they're at, they're mm-hmm. part of the three game, part of the three game coalition right now. They are yeah. top ten in defense, but you have to keep in mind the teams that they end up playing are more than likely not your top offensive teams to try and change that. So when you start right. playing your top offensive teams, obviously you're not going to have a huge, huge top defensive rating because they're going to be scoring on you crazy it's going to be very very hard to defend especially from a san antonio perspective where their offense is fairly bad but defensive wise they've been able to lock up the lower teams that they've had the chance to play and win against they're just they're just doing the they're making sure they beat the teams they need to beat but when it comes to everything else yeah they get stuck a little bit. And I think I think that's I think that ends up being very important as we start taking a look at the better teams that have played within the past week of the NBA. And of course, we can celebrate all of that. Even with a bad loss to Boston from a Miami perspective, we're going to be talking to our special guest this week, Donnie Lush, our Donnie. representative black Celtics fan on RSPN. He has Everybody made sure that he, 
He has made sure that he has donned the crown. He has made sure that he has donned Everybody the crown for this on the show. We're going to be talking to him a little bit later because there's plenty. Why am I doing a little baby thumbs? Right? Why am I doing a little baby thumbs Get right back now? To it again. We're going to talk to him a little bit later because we're going to make sure that he. I, I try to do little baby hands with it, and it's not, and it's not working. You know, it's I, try like do, I try to do little baby. I try to do more yeah, little Will baby Ferrell's hands. Will Ferrell's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. That's Is that little baby? All right, I'm getting rid of the little baby hands. Donnie's going to be on with us later in the episode to talk everything regarding the Boston Celtics, the separation yeah. that people try and do with Jalen <clears> and Jason, the trade yes, rumor yes. that everybody saw yesterday, and what he expects for his Boston Celtics after this past month in. But even with a very, very bad loss that Miami had to Boston, they end up being celebrated and still continue to top the power rankings, but we can celebrate the Warriors. We can celebrate the Brooklyn Nets being on a huge tear, having a five game win streak with James Harden and Kevin Durant playing very, very well. What did we just talk about last week? Very efficient Harden. basketball. What did we talk about last week? With Harden. With Harden? With him getting used to, oh. him getting used to all these you know, new rules. Well, here's the, here's the thing about here's the thing about the new rules, right? Not only did we talk about new rules last week, then mm-hmm. the day we dropped the episode, I think the night the night that we recorded, yeah, that the Paul yeah. George quote ends up coming out and saying, "Hey guys, uh, I'm not gonna lie to y'all. This uh, this new basketball is pretty trash. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie to you. Don't doesn't feel mm-hmm. right. I think we're gonna see a lot more stars complaining about the ball. And you ended <clears> up getting quotes from some stars that was just like, "Yeah, it feels a little bit different. I don't know. It just needs a little bit of adjustment to go to." But KD ended up being one of the people who was like, "Hey, feels good to me. I don't know about y'all." It might be, it might, it might be catching the rest. It might be, it might be bad to the rest of y'all. He said it feels weird. Feels straight to me. Feels straight to me. Three. Yeah, he ain't worried about that shit, man. Come on, bro. KD's getting a lot of praise on his efficiency within this past week, but especially with him and James Harden, they're making sure that they have the games to make sure that the Brooklyn Nets stay afloat because Brooklyn wants to continue to be the conversational piece, even with everything else that's going on within the team. They want to get away from that, play very good basketball. Yes, so yes, we can yes, celebrate the good teams that come from that. We can celebrate the fact that Philadelphia 76ers have found ways to win without multiple stars that are away from their team. The Milwaukee Bucks have struggled with that. And they are at the bottom area of the Eastern Conference right now, even though they continue to be referred to as the NBA champions, because why wouldn't they be? But yeah. the they're starting pieces that have they're dealing with some things been out. Their bench pieces that have been out, they have not dealt with it the way that the Philadelphia 76ers have. And granted, we might end up seeing a little bit more of that within these next few weeks or two. So the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be a team to go out for because Joel Embiid is going to be out from COVID for the next one or two weeks. Tobias Harris is still out. We're not going to see Ben Simmons for a decent amount of time just based on the news that we've seen from him within the past couple of days as far as still continuing to get fined, still continuing to provide information as far as his his mental health doctors and what he is working on from his perspective. but Philadelphia is going to make sure that they still have the opportunity to not only be the best offensive team in the NBA, but still continue to get great wins. They're on a nice winning streak as of right now. And I expect them to drop some games though within this span of yeah, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be hard if Andre Drummond has to take a very huge piece in Joel Embiid's position in the Philadelphia. Can't do that. It's gonna be hard. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard. I'm not saying I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying it's, it's not possible, possible. But, but for Andre Drummond, it's going to be very difficult to replicate what Joel Embiid provides to the Philadelphia 76ers right now. From a vocal standpoint, he's been very, very pivotal in making sure that 
76ers fans don't start moving away from the 76ers just based on everything else that has been happening for Philadelphia. But as far as on the floor, Andre Drummond is going to have to find a way within these next one or two weeks to be able to try and replicate that to at least keep Philadelphia, maybe not on a on the streak that they are as of right now, but at yeah, least they'll drop some games. But if they can come out of this two week process, uh, potentially with with them be having COVID, if they can come out of that, you know, 50 50 would be honestly successful. And as we talk about that, both of those streaks actually end up ending Tonight. So literally as we are recording, wow. these finals there end up go. coming in as well. 76ers there lost to the Knicks. There you go. So that streak's done. The uh-huh. Bucks, excuse me, the Bulls bang the Nets. Uh-huh. So interesting. How you feel about that? Both of those are bad. I mean, hey man. Hey, episode one, man. You hey man. It, Bulls, Bulls seven and three. I'm trying this is just a you warning. This is a warning. Classic Lil' Kim be- record. This is a warning. I'm just I'm just I'm just making people aware. That's not all a team, awareness. Not a- not a team you want to have to deal with in the postseason if it gets down to that. On top of that, we've watched plenty from the Jazz. We've watched plenty from the Cavs even making, uh, as we talk about the Knicks, the Cavs even having a good week and a good Bro. little streak from Cleveland's shout perspective. Out, shout out Rubio, man. Shout Rubio, Rubio having an amazing game in Madison but, Square Garden off the bench. But uh, Sexton towards meniscus. Yeah. Oh. And what a day to tear your meniscus after The Athletic ends up posting the information that you want four years, $100 million in your extension yeah. from the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers. That ends up being pretty unfortunate for Colin hey, Sexton. Hey, he, but he, does, he, does, he deserves that bread, though. I mean, if, it depends how they want to go about the future you know, for his career. I mm-hmm. think they can still give him that and still be pretty happy with it. So it's a, it's a tough injury to, to take after that article for sure. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 difficult to bring up, and on top of the uh, the fact that the Cleveland Cavaliers are also making their way as well, this has been very Eastern Conference heavy. Mm-hmm. We end that with the Washington Wizards, that I think are breaking a lot of uh, 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 mindsets that a lot of people had about Washington, because yeah. a lot of people are just uncertain on what's going to happen with this trade with Los Angeles and what it is going to come out with with Bradley Beal specifically being the head of anything that ends up coming out of Washington, but they end up being a top five defense in the NBA. Bradley yeah. Beal's still scoring very well. And now you have I Kyle know Chris Mack. Caldwell Pope, Montrez Harrell. Chris is, Chris is probably ecstatic. Chris, Chris is probably ecstatic hey, right now. I'm surprised Chris ain't, ain't banged on this yet. Like, yo. Chris, ain't, uh, hey, Chris, Chris knew we gave the Southeast plenty of love. Chris, Chris knew to give the Southeast plenty of love this week. Peter we, Nice. We've talked about on this podcast, period, though. We've talked about the Wizards maybe more than we should. In previous years, but this is the year that we actually be like, hey, man, Wizards actually look good. Pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he nice. Wizards crazy. doing well. The Magic just got a good W against the Jazz. You got Cole Anthony talking into the camera like he's a WWE superstar once uh, again. Yeah, I don't know how many promo. people. Yeah, I don't know how many people buy to the Cole Anthony promos, but I like I like a good promo. It's fun. Yeah, I, like I like a good that. promo, was, especially from like a young player like that. I thought it was unique and like it was good for the league. It's you could tell he was like he was into it too. Yeah. he was truly hyped up, but it did get to the point where he was like. You know, he was going with it, which is which is fun to see. So, yeah, yeah. he Hawks, deserved it. He's been ball. He's averaging like 20 right now. Yeah, still yeah. doing very well. The Charlotte, Horn- the Charlotte Hornets, I've had a difficult week, I must say. The hype, is, the hype is still there, I will say. I'm still, for sure, very tuned into the RTB show. Of course. With himself, LaMelo Ball, yeah. and everybody else that's also in Charlotte. I don't think that's going away for me for the entire uh-huh. season, and that is very fucking weird for me to say. I do not sign into Hornets games like that. 100%. Hey, Jordan, man. Hey, Jordan, it's coming together for him, man. Isn't that weird? I mean, hey, 
Sometimes, sometimes, some, 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 sometimes that's all. It's, sometimes that's all it takes. I'm very, very happy that Michael also ignored that terrible Scotty quote that ended up coming out in the past week. I'm there's tired, no Scotty. need for him to. I'm there's tired, no need for I'm him tired, to Scotty. Please, that. please. We all, we all, we all know it. We know it's true. I'm, 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 I'm tired, Scotty. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's cool. Tired, we know, Scotty, bro. bro. We watched the documentary. Absolutely, absolutely. We're good to go. All of us, good all of us know. All of us know, bro. We promise. Yeah. We promise. And um, doesn't change anything. <laughs> the Atlanta Hawks. The Atlanta Hawks also have the opportunity to beat the Golden State Warriors uh, tonight. But we we talked we talk about Southeast plenty of times. But yeah. from all the teams that we can champion in the power rankings, there's all the teams that I would say at this point in time, we can think about separation as far as, okay, they are going to be pretty bad this season. Yeah. I think we could sign yeah. off on anybody who has one win as of right now. Yeah, I don't know if it's month. going to be a overhaul within these next few months. So granted, hashtag it's early. Hashtag it's early. I'm putting up the Drewski hands. Hashtag Bro, it's early. One win in a month is... One win in a month for the Houston Rockets, the Detroit Pistons, and the New Orleans Elicans. It's just, it's just I'm, I'm just putting up Drewski hands. I'm yeah. just putting up Drewski hands. The Cade Cunningham talk that ended up coming out, I'm looking really nice earlier. Those stats ended up not being the most favorable when they ended up being talked about. Houston Rockets, yes, people love Jalen Green. People want to see Jalen Green continue to to succeed. They had two very big games down to the wire between the Los Angeles Lakers, between the Denver Nuggets. Lost both of them, but got very, very close. The Houston, I feel like Houston has the best outlook, though. And this is coming from me because they are competing. Yeah, um, they just don't. They just don't quite have enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it comes you, down you, to. You really just can't finish the game. And sometimes it's not. Game. It's not 100 Houston's fault. But you just don't have the. You just don't have the repertoire to to, yeah. to finish to finish the game. It, it, they'll get there though, because because yeah, Jalen's nice. But when it comes to those teams, I would like to think that they are going to continue to be at the bottom portions of the East and the West when all is said and done for the 2021-2022 season. Between the West and the East, you have. Some three-win teams, the Orlando Magic are three and eight, but to my surprise, they end up beating Utah in very convincing fashion this past weekend. The three-win teams that end up being in the Western Conference end up being the Spurs, the Oklahoma City Thunder, whose two wins are against the Los Angeles Lakers out of those three. And you have the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are also three and five, but I... Yeah, I think I think their concern on knowing that the slide could end up being a very bad road all the way down if it's not taken account for. Yeah, early. It could end up being difficult. So I don't really have too much. I don't want to sign off on, on Minnesota just being bad just yet. But the one-win teams are fairly difficult to talk about. The three wins, though, when it comes to the San Antonio Spurs, the Oklahoma City Thunder, the Spurs end up being the rarity out of those few teams that actually end up having really good defense as far as mm-hmm. defensive rating but are very low in the western conference yeah very it, bad it, on it, offense it's a situational thing with with the spurs and spurs right fans now. end up you know being frustrated because these years have not been easy for them they are fairly accustomed to not only being in the playoffs every uh-huh. year but also having generational talents on their san antonio spurs and these these last few years of rebuilding for san antonio has been difficult they haven't them been able to recruit i mean that's just what it comes down to um you know getting young players is only one piece sometimes those young players don't grow at the speed you need them to yeah sometimes they're just not who they thought you you thought they were Mm -hmm. um so at a certain point i think spurs are gonna have to kind of like go in the bag and 
cut a check for somebody and, and really get a star over there. Like, hey, this is still the Spurs. We have history. You know, we've, we've gone on runs. We have, we've done all these things. We've beaten classic teams. We've been a classic team. And, uh, yeah, they should consider getting back in their bag and, like, really trying to persuade someone to come over and help out because uh, it's, it's going to take more than just um, drafting. Even I love Javante Murray. I think he's great. Like, he's one of my favorite players to watch. But um, he's taken some time to get to this point, too, you know. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they need a little bit more. And although they are not – a team that actually has one win or three wins, so on and so forth. I think the two teams that end up not being their best versions of themselves right now, obviously, but end up still dominating conversations just based off the fact that they are the more storied NBA franchises and they end up still dominating conversation, even when they are bad for multiple years or so. I don't, I won't say they have been bad for multiple years, but even when they are bad, they have received plenty of conversation through multiple years, even through their struggles, the Los Angeles Lakers and, of course, the Boston Celtics. We'll save the Boston Celtic conversation for Donnie once he ends up coming in. But the Los Angeles Lakers, I know in between these types of conversations, you keep things fairly cordial and fairly short, I would say, Mm -hmm. on how you view a team like the Los Angeles Lakers struggling like the way that they have within the past week. Obviously, if you were from a Laker fan type of perspective, it would be a much more emotional, a much more passionate answer. But how does their start make you feel? Um, So Lakers definitely fall in the too early to tell, you know, situation because you don't want to say anything off the rails. And then they go on like a 15 game win streak or some crazy because it could happen for Los Angeles, it could easily happen. So it's kind of hard to judge them currently. Actually, it's actually hard to watch their games too because I don't even know what does their finished product look like. You know, um, I'm talking like post all star weekend, like what do they look like? How's Westbrook playing? You know, is LeBron hurt? You know, it AD is AD hurt? You know, it's really strange to even like figure out what they're with what's going on with them and, and their core. Um, but, man, I don't know, dude. I can't sit here and act like they're trash. They've been playing bad basketball, but that shit could turn around in no time. And We could be talking about LeBron being an MVP candidate in 20 games. Yeah. Straight up, you know, and we're like, how? Because when we were doing episode, you know, four, five, they were asked. Uh, man, but it's kind of like you said. Lakers and, and, and Celtics, they get a they get a different bracket of uh talk when they're losing mm. because it's not it's not they suck. It's they'll be good again soon. No worries, you know. And then we dissect the issue and we, we sit there and we're like, Well, what is what is the issue? What's happening? Is it defense? Is it is it the the new players? Is it do they need another piece? Is it just injuries? Is it coaching? And then we look at the roster and we're like, Well, they'll be fine. They'll be okay. And that's always how it comes. I mean, we, we're never, like, completely putting them down in the dirt. That's never the case for either of those squads. They get special treatment because they're the they're the ones, you know. They don't get shit on like we should on anybody else who's, who's losing. Well, Laker it's fans high, have high had – Laker fans have had plenty of comfort shitting on not only the fact that they want Frank Vogel gone, but they have also oh, been yeah. very, very critical of – somebody. 
Russell Westbrook's play. And I figured Russell Westbrook was going to be a scapegoat throughout all of this. You, you, we already know he's old. Every team he goes to, he's a scapegoat. Westbrook has had so Westbrook has had quotes stating, "No, I don't need any further motivation. I already know what I have to provide to this team." And and you know when you come to a game like this, especially with a basketball game, especially with a basketball team that is so focused on making sure that last year does not happen again for the Los Angeles Lakers, I don't think you need too much influence or, or or too much being provided to you as of right now to try and make sure that you can win games a little bit more differently. I think a lot of Laker fans want efficiency. Uh, mm-hmm. They want to be able to see this gel a whole lot better as LeBron James is going to be out for an ex- a more extended period of time from what we know mm-hmm. as of right now. We already knew there was going to be a week but now it might be even a little bit more. Obviously, the Los Angeles Lakers have a game to play against the Heat tomorrow on ESPN. You're not going to see LeBron James on it. So from a Lakers perspective, you're going to make sure that you uh, rely on Anthony Davis. Make sure that you rely on Carmelo Anthony. Make sure that you rely on Russell Westbrook. But focusing in on Westbrook is going to be a continued theme for the Los Angeles Lakers because it as LeBron is. is out, you are going to need something that ends up being analyzed and talked about if things start looking bad for LA going further down the stretch and especially after the holidays. Yeah, I mean, because they're not going to throw too much weight or negative weight on AD. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. Westbrook has been the scapegoat basically his whole career when things go bad. Um, and this won't change anything. So yeah, if the Lakers are looking for a reason, they're going to find one. And whether it's getting the coach out of there or um, whether it's just putting it all on Westbrook saying be more efficient or make bigger plays or they can carry the whole LeBron's hurt thing or, you know, how, however, either way, it's going to get spun until they're they're good again or solid again. So um, this is not the great like they're not a great team at this moment, but they are definitely um, in the hashtag too early to me. They're not complete yet. And we'll have to see how that ends up playing out for L.A., but we will make sure to talk about the second portion of this conversation with our special guest this week, Donnie Lush, as we come back. So stay tuned. Our special guest this week on RSPN is already asking the tough questions, as Jeff likes to already call it. Real questions. For it, I don't. Oh. I, I honestly don't think that they are real questions. But hashtag real questions. But his realness is for sure needed on this week's episode because not only is he a dedicated member of the RSPN faithful, he has yes. made sure to represent the show as our delicate black Celtics fan. <laughs> we told congratulations. We told everybody that one was going to be here with us. We have the black Celtic fan here with us this week on RSPN. <laughs> Donnie Lush is in here. Donnie, would you like to Donnie? ask everybody the tough questions that you asked us regarding a game that's not even over just yet because we're literally recording just, in between it? It looks like I the game is. Why, I don't know why the Heat are down. 18 to the Nuggets. These things happen in Denver. These things just happen in Denver from time to time. It's a heat occurrence, an annual heat occurrence. The hardest working man in the NBA can't handle altitude? Is that is that what you're saying? Hey, the the altitude hits people's chest differently, okay? (laughs) I'm just saying, but yes, yes. Uh, First of all, uh, thank you guys for having me on. Uh, Two of my favorite people, Mark, you know, very... Very intelligent on on everything he's talking about. Um, <laughs> Jeff, not everything. The Pokemon Edge Lord. You know what I'm saying? You know what's up, man. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Happy to be on my favorite, one of my favorite podcasts. Yeah, man. Welcome, bro. Happy to have you. Bro. Now, mm-hmm. we briefly talked about uh, the Miami Heat's position in the uh, power rankings earlier in the episode amongst the teams that ended up making their way for week four. But there were also the teams that end up being in the lower position now that a month has passed into the NBA. Do you still reside into the mindset of hashtag too early or is a month about enough information that you can collect from these NBA teams to realize who's going to be on the bottom tier and who's going to be on the up and up when it's time to start looking more a couple months down the road. It's still iffy to me a little bit, man. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it is still early. We can maybe start removing the hashtag. You know what I'm saying? It does seem like we're getting there to a point where we can at least see, hey, okay, these niggas still trash or, you know, they okay. They're doing a little bit better but other than that, we're kind of still in the same same move, same mind frame right now. We still we know who's hot, and who's not, but it also we're not sure if that's gonna that trend is gonna continue. So I, I still think it's a little early, but a month is a month, bro. I mean, that's a lot of basketball. Yeah, you now that we're back to regularly eighty two game schedule and regular schedule programming. After usually after Thanksgiving is where you is where at some point yeah the teams got to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. Like you, you gotta you you gotta figure some shit out. Like a month before Christmas, all right, we gotta get some. We gotta we gotta we gotta get our, our sets together, our rotations together. We gotta understand who's the first second. Cause like, cause the first month you're kind of like even 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 if you bring back the same team, whether you have the same team or a new team, you're always filling each other out because some players grow, some players <laughs> digress. But after after you feel your stomach. Like we gotta figure some shit out. We gotta go. We gotta spend this next month and go into the new year on the on the up and up. After so, the Thanksgiving meal, I didn't I didn't think about it. after the Thanksgiving meal shit, yeah, shit starts being really, starts really being a little happened? bit different. After the Black Friday yeah. sales end up popping up, then you know start you yeah. start taking things in a different gear. Yeah, you know, like you you, you know you you spend all off season training going like like going on vacation. You know what I'm saying? Hooping in the summer. By the time you get to Thanksgiving as a basketball player, like you haven't you haven't really seen like like your outside of your intermediate family in like six months. Mm. So by the time you go to Thanksgiving, you have like moms and grandmas and everybody else over. You you get that you get that small time and then like you get back to work. You lock so, like, in. Yeah, I think yeah, you lock in. I think Thanksgiving and basketball. People don't talk about Thanksgiving and basketball because <laughs> it doesn't happen. You know, but what? like after like, Thanksgiving before Christmas is when you lock in. You know what I'm so, saying? You might have a good point, man. Maybe players wait to what if what if it's always been after Thanksgiving when players lock in instead of like after All Star Week? Yeah, it's and, yeah. And we just we just like fumbled the whole idea of like a player locking into the game. There's been some good December runs. There's been some good December there, runs from time to time. Hey, that's real shit, right? Yeah, there's been some like there's been some forty point LeBron games in the first few weeks. LeBron <laughs> Bron probably definitely doesn't lock into that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. Did it feel yeah. that? Did it feel that way was coming for um, the first few games for Boston because we ended up seeing earlier of last week when things were ending up looking a little shaky. We got the Marcus Smart quote of his opinion on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And their style of play as the Boston Celtics were still trying to figure things out early in the season. And that led to an earlier players meeting after a very bad loss to the Chicago Bulls last week. But they ended up cleaning that up 
within the rest of the week with a sweep of Florida. I don't know what Boston had. Well, I I I actually shouldn't know what Boston has against Florida. Nobody went. Out. I don't Nobody know about I don't know about Orlando. I don't know. I don't know if Boston has an issue with Orlando, but they did well against Miami. I'll just I'll just say Thursday I was not happy. Was Good. not happy in the least. They beat the Orlando Magic, and now they have a much better week ahead of them with these next few games or so. But did it feel that way? Getting a little bit. Not necessarily scared, but just a little bit cautious of this going off the rails. I remember, I remember Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns had a had a brief conversation of mm-hmm. not wanting things to get too wild because in the NBA things could end up going wild. One loss can turn into five, can turn into yeah. twenty immediately, and that's what Minnesota wanted to make sure did not happen. But from a Boston perspective, did it feel that way? It started to feel that way. People people's going crazy on Marcus for his comments, but like I don't think people realize. Uh, Marcus Smart is the longest tenured Celtic on the team. Like he's <laughs> right. been there he, he, he can kind of speak on this. Man. He's a seven. So he so I mean Big Al's over there, but Big Al's old. Like he's not talking to nobody back there. So Marcus, if anybody's gonna say something in the locker room, it's gonna be Marcus. It's not gonna be Ime, because Ime's new. Hmm. Um, it's not really well, I mean, Ime, well, I mean, Ime can talk to players, but like Marcus will make a statement like that because he's the longest tenured Celtic on the team. Yeah, that's real. And so, so when you said it, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it's just, it's just when I seen that they had a players on me, and I was like, okay, I was like, okay. And then they came out. Also, the reason why we beat the Heat is because when you have a when you when, you, when Marcus Smart says that when you have a players only meeting, you cannot lose to the Miami Heat. And what I, I mean, need to go your turn real quick. What is so funny, Jeff? Why are you why are you laughing so hard? But listen, no, listen, it was just it was just funny how you like switched it up real quick. When you have a moment like that within your team, you cannot lose to a team with Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. PJ, so you can't lose to, to, to a team with players like that because it'll weigh in. Whoa, on your whoa, whoa, wait, wait, like that? What do you mean? Wait, what do you mean by that, niggas? That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what? You can't. Wow, you can lose to, to the Pacers. You can lose to the. the <laughs> you can lose to Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon. You cannot lose Damn. to Jimmy. Is Brogdon. this the like, 1960s fan coming out said, coming out of you right now? No, 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 no. First up, first up, first this up. This is the first Soldier Boy right now. No, no, no. I'm, Damn, I'm, I'm talking about as morale. If this was the Lakers and they mm-hmm. had the same thing, it would be the same thing. You can't lose to those niggas because they're not going to let you live it down. That's okay. the team that's not going to let you live losses like that. Down. I see what you're saying. You get, what I'm, you get what I'm saying, Jeff? I, I get what you're saying. Celtics, Celtics didn't go out that night either. They probably stayed in. City was, city was yeah. dark that day. I mean, I don't. I, I honestly don't believe so. I think the Miami Heat are very humble gentlemen that you know oh, would be able to no, play a game. Not, would be able to play a game and just Mark, say, that's you not know, true, bro. things end up just being fair and square between the Miami Heat and the Boston Celtics. Why would there be you know continued rivalry in areas where I'd say everybody that's on the Heat or the Celtics didn't even get to see those moments? You know what I'm saying? I think I think things will be just fine. You, I don't you, believe you, that you, at all. You really believe? You really don't believe that like Pat Riley was upset? Oh, eight points against the Celtics. Those were Pat just, those were just some Riley tweets back in the day. Some. I wonder how y'all practice. Y'all practice went the next day. Practice went the next. Nah, it was, it was, was probably smooth. hell. It's probably, probably hell. Jimmy Butler's probably punching niggas in the face per usual. <laughs> punching niggas in the that does not happen out here in South Florida. Okay, maybe different teams that might have happened in previous years. I don't. I don't but recall. Not in South Florida. I don't recall. Not in South Florida. But in regards recall. to the quote. I will say Marcus Smart did light up a fire in between the Boston Celtics. But made, but made things a little wasn't a, wasn't a bad fire. Wasn't yeah, bad. it wasn't no, a, it wasn't no, a bad fire. And truthfully, it was needed, honestly. 
truthfully, Donnie, yeah. did, Donnie, did you even agree with that? Did you even agree with his with his um, quote? I, I understand the sentiments of saying uh, our offense is predictable, and um, my my thing to the the with my thing to like teams know we're getting the ball to Jalen and Jason. My thing is like we don't necessarily have a our third scoring option is a toss up. Mm-hmm. Every night, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Okay. Jalen, Jason, they swap one and two, and then some nights it might be Al, old his old ass. Some nights, it, some nights it might be Marcus. Some nights it might be the six million dollar man Dennis Schroeder. It might, it might be him. So <laughs> it's like still looking for your forty point a game type player though. To, to step yeah, in at that point, yeah, and like and like his frustrations, I can understand it because there's nights Jason Tatum is like. Depending on the game, he's like four people, right? There's there's games where he's Jason Tatum, then there's games where he plays like he's 06 Mike Miller, then there's games where he forgets that he's six ten and plays like he's six <laughs> one, and then there's games where he plays like rookie Paul George. Mm. So it's like is is very is he's very he's very like he's very, oh oh my bad let me my bad first off Jason Tatum started off the season in a Lakers uniform. And I almost cried. I almost. Yeah, was, I don't know I how was, they. I don't know how they. That shit should have been tampering, bro. Jeff, it was too much. Nobody bro. else did to look at. What's going on? Did you see the comments? No. no. The comments were just like all Laker fans, like soon, 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 yeah. soon, soon. I'm I was like, like you know I was like, nobody fans get boy. That train what is never late. Give him a Mamba shirt and some jeans. What are we doing? Yeah, yeah. That train is never, ever late with Los Angeles. Even with LeBron James and Anthony Davis on their team, that train is for sure never late. But it has to be, like, exciting, right? Knowing that you can have a game that they had on Thursday from a Boston perspective and know that Jason Tatum is going to shoot probably the worst that he has ever shot in a very long time. And, And granted, I think a lot of Celtics fans are starting to pinpoint the areas where those bad shooting nights end up being something that ends up being really challenging when talking about Jason Tatum and efficiency. But you can have a game where Tatum shoots completely bad and you're blowing Miami out by a decent amount because you can get good games from Jalen Brown. You can get good games from other players that are also on the Celtics mm-hmm. that, that can provide that in times where it is dire. So being able to have that one and two between Tatum and Brown has always been something that I think a lot of NBA media give credit for when talking about the Boston Celtics. But it feels like fans want to do the thing that they did with John Wall and Bradley Beal and well, cut a knife through both of it. For which, I mean, I, we've seen it through duos I, I, plenty of times. And they're doing it now with Tatum and Brown still. Yeah, but I think a lot of that has to do with, like, consistency as well. I think they want to see it fluently, like, throughout the entire season and in the postseason. They've gotten close in the postseason, but because they haven't – it hasn't been pushed through, you already know how – I mean, it's still Boston. It's still Boston sports. You know, it's still Boston media. So they're still going to take it as if it's a failure. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really – it doesn't really matter, bro. Like, I, I mean, there were times where, you know, we were thinking, man, will Jalen Brown be on this team? You know, is he a trade option? The fact that that's even still a conversation tells you that there's still some like uh, questions going forward as them being the duo together. Although, yeah, when they're both on, they're going to win the game. Mm. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But there's also those off nights where, like Donnie said, that third option has to come in. And if that third option can only give you 14, 16, 18 points, it may not be enough that night. When it comes to the NBA media that is going to continue to look down this road for the Boston Celtics and start figuring out what can be added 
like we have just talked about, to hopefully increase things for the Celtics going forward and going into that area where we start discussing playoffs. Obviously, Boston had to play in the play-in tournament last year before they ended up making their way into the NBA playoffs. So to be able to avoid that conversation this year and be one of the six teams that end up making their way into the NBA playoffs without having to play any extra games, there ended up being some news that came out yesterday. Regarding uh Donnie Donnie does not seem happy about this already. Regarding the Philadelphia 76ers and the Boston Celtics. Obviously, for the Boston, if you have not seen the reports from yesterday, Jalen Brown is to be out for the next one to two weeks. We got a spring. So he will be without the Boston Celtics for the next one to two weeks. Hyper extended his knee. Oh, hyperstending his knee? Okay. Hyper hyperextended his knee so i'm sure they're going to have a next man up mentality for the pretty big hole that ends up being left for uh jalen brown's minutes that end up being for the celtics but it was a conversation that happened earlier yesterday morning boston celtics in trade talks with the philadelphia 76ers for a guy who has plenty of history on rspn i must say in ben simmons let me let me let me get my shit off before Donnie get off because ahead, Jeff. so when I first when I first saw it, because it was coming from a pretty like credible source, you yeah. know, like I'm thinking, okay, this is interesting. But the very last like they say the last sentence is like, you know, s- surrounding Jalen Brown. I'm like, all right, to me, you're going backwards if they decide they wanted to do something like this. And you know, I like Ben Simmons, bro. Like I want the player. You know, for the right price, I want the player, um, even coming from, like, Minnesota. But I don't understand how you would create some type of package in order to get Jalen Brown from the Celtics unless you're, like, it can't just be about Ben Simmons. Like, this ain't no Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown. To me, they're not really, like, comparable as far as impact on the game. I just don't – I'm not giving up someone with the scoring paralysis, Jalen Brown as opposed to Ben Simmons, like Philadelphia would have to give up a lot more uh, for me to even consider it, you know? So I don't, I don't know. I guess you're looking at it from like a defensive standpoint, but I mean, Jalen Brown's not like cheeks on the other side of the ball or anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure out like, how is this like, yeah. So how is this like, they don't, they don't add up. People were very Uh, fearful of this trade. As far as giving Philadelphia way too fucking much. Would I be bothered by the trade? Possibly. Possibly. I might be bothered by the fact that Jalen Brown ends up being added to the Philadelphia 76ers, but I'm talking about that from a perspective of knowing that right now, Joel Embiid is out for the 76ers because he has COVID. Tobias Harris, also still out from COVID, ended up being um, a report that came out yesterday for Joel Embiid on how he has, how he's dealing with COVID. And he said that he is struggling with it. This is not a, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a walk in the park for Joel Embiid right now. So expect to see him out for a decent amount of time. That they could don't have, drop games. Yeah, that could have affected, that could have affected the conversation, uh, that could have affected the conversation of how far these trade talks ended up coming for the Sixers and the Celtics. But Donnie, from your perspective, how does it feel knowing that Jalen Brown ends up being the focal point, I would say, of a lot of these trades, just due to the fact of something that what, it's not even necessarily a fact, but it's something that Jeff has said, and I think a lot of people end up sharing that same opinion as well. When it comes to these trade talks, Jason Tatum seems to be the name that is locked away in a box and is never touched when it comes to who is going to move out of the Boston Celtics. Yeah. 
Now, like, I mean, I mean, Jalen, Jalen has been in trade talks before. Mm-hmm. You know, when, you know, Dan, when uh, that pump faker known as Danny Ainge would just, <laughs> Just feed just these these reporters with this nonsense that he <laughs> he you know what I'm saying like you know what I'm saying trade deadline happened oh yeah 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 Danny was gonna, he was gonna get Jimmy Butler he was gonna get Kawhi Leonard <laughs> there's always something right yeah. yeah so so like I'm used to that but but fam I have seen the Boston Celtics embarrass the Philadelphia 76ers so many times yep I don't give a I don't care. I don't care how good Ben or Joel are. Keep them over there. First of all, Ben, keep them over there. Ben Simmons scored one point in a playoff game. You know that was against the Boston Celtics. Yeah. Terry Rozier began the season blocking Joel Embiid's shot <laughs> to kick <laughs> the, the season after the play. Like it's like like, and then like if you. Let's say hypothetically that happened. You have one score in that. It's yeah. Jason. It's Jason Tatum. And then yeah. a, it's Jason Tatum. Like you, like Ben Simmons doesn't. Right. Yeah. Like, like Ben Simmons don't shoot 85% from the free throw line. He shoots like 55% from that. So it's like his his talent on this team, on the Celtics team, it's just not. Nah. Because who is he? There's no shooter. We don't really have shooters. Mm-hmm. Like that. I mean, like, I mean, like, and then, like, we have, like, our bench outside of Dennis Schroeder is filled with a bunch of players we drafted in later rounds that haven't really developed into much. So it really would just be a one-man show with Ben facilitating the offense on defense. But it's just like, I, it's just like, I don't think, I don't think, like, I, I wouldn't want to trade with my rival anyway. But, like, Jalen, <clears throat> Jalen is too good. <laughs> to be traded for this current version of Ben Simmons. I feel you. And I'm talking about mentally. I'm talking about physically his gifts. I'm talking about mentally where he is right now. Like, yeah, I'm not fit to, I'm not to bring Ben Simmons into this locker room. Absolutely not. Like absolutely not. And I'm not fit to I'm not fit to send Jalen over there. We fleece the 76ers. We <laughs> don't give them nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we yeah. fleece them. Don't give them nothing. Don't, but, don't, don't give them anything. Nah. <clears throat> when it comes to trade talks, I've seen it literally flatten out Tyler Hero last year to actually end up making him be a six-man-of-the-year conversational piece as of right now, very early in the season. Has it felt like a lot of this has wanted to have Jalen increase not only his productivity, but also what he provides to the Celtics um, amongst you know a, a recent upgrading his contract, bigger mm-hmm. performances on the Celtics, more talk on his name. Do you think that these things end up being, well, can end up being something that's going to set a fire for him once he ends up returning from this, um, from this knee injury? Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause he's, cause it's crazy. It's crazy that after six seasons, he's used to hearing his name in trade rooms. Yeah. He did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's every, and it's just not easy. It hurts. Every season, every, every summer, he comes every up. Every season, every summer. Like, I, every season, every summer. And both of them have only gotten better. Both of them have only gotten better. Like, they've they've molded themselves into the players they are. Um, Tatum is a, a great finesse player. You know, he's, he's six, he's 6'10". He's very, to me, he's very much a finesse power, for, a finesse power forward. 
but he likes to play small forward and he likes to be a shooting guard sometimes. And, and on some nights, he'll go for 40, like he'll drop 47. Like they said, he'll drop 47 points, like on some nights. And then some nights, he'll be like, he'll be like one from eight from three. Mm-hmm. But he's the ebbs, even with all those ebbs and flows, both of them have learned to just have tunnel vision when it comes to those rumors. Because Jalen Sardison was like, all right, what else is no? <laughs> like, what else is no? It's, it's, it's basically like he's they're basically like if if it happens it, it's gonna happen but if it don't i don't really care so it's just i expect them to, to heal up i expect them to come back with it but with it is a, a it is an absolute mm-hmm. hell no for ben simmons in a boston celtics jersey can we confirm that i mean if it's yeah, jalen brown I, yeah now if you want nah 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 if you want if you want Marcus Martin Time Lord <laughs> I would you can have them. You cut a Jay- deal. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, it is a crazy trade rumor, honestly, just because the value to me doesn't stack up. But and that's nothing against Ben Simmons. But you have a point as far as like where he is right now, especially after everything that's happened to Philadelphia. You know, we're just thinking about Boston needs, but at the end of the day, like, is Ben Simmons the right player to even go for at this moment? Like, I feel like he does need to come back and perform again, you know, uh, with with the Sixers and really see where he's where he's at at this point because we haven't we ain't seen him. We ain't seen him. The 76ers are eight and two. Yeah, I don't know how they're eight and two without they're, without him specifically. Without, yeah, I I don't even know what they're doing to his trade value. I don't know if it increases it's or a, decreases. It's, it's hard, for sure. It's hard to say. I, I'm about to say I feel like his trade value is it's less than what it would it would have been yeah. going forward. I mean, even with everything, if you just want to, I mean, I don't really consider the situation his fault, but you know, it's the league, man. So you, you're going to be able to get him at a smaller price just off the situation, but that doesn't mean Jalen Brown should be involved. I don't know how this even yeah. came about. That 2K yeah. trade value is still going to be nice and high, but when it oh, comes yeah, to no. when, when it when it comes to reality, when it comes to reality of the fact that we have not seen him in X amount of time, when it comes to the fact that he has been providing you know his mental health doctors towards the Philadelphia 76ers, and due to the fact that he's also been getting fined for not agreeing to a couple of these meetings he's, he's, with he's Philadelphia, being a moody. it doesn't feel like it's worth right it, it. It just doesn't feel like it's worth the risk. If you go to Boston and you're doing and you're dealing with that as well, you're going to be pissed. You gave away Jalen Brown to be able to have to deal with now this mess and deal with this issue. That's not really yours to begin with in the first place. If the trade were to actually go through and happen, also you don't also as a basketball player you don't want to go from Philadelphia basketball fans to Boston basketball fans. Oh yeah, that's gonna hurt. You you think you think you think he's mentally unstable now? You just, <laughs> no. Oh wow, no. no. You think Damn. the think you you think the uh you think the hashtag you 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 think the hashtag callouts are gonna be a little bit uh gonna be a little bit different, but then yeah. again they might they probably have some they probably have some 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 interesting ones for Tatum already they might end up being similar for Ben yeah also, yeah also Ben Simmons is Australian don't don't send him to Boston don't send him to Boston oh, man. Don't front of wait a minute what's going on with what Boston and mean, Australians bro? wait a minute what is going on in Boston Massachusetts we all know how that crowd of people in in Tea Garden. We know how those. People oh, y'all already had an Australian out there. Now I remember. Yeah. Oh wow. man, I didn't wow. put two and two together. Yeah, Donnie, what are you doing right now, man? I, you don't want to. You don't want to send Ben Simmons over here. No. Well, for Boston's case, they have an interesting week ahead of them. Wednesday at uh, Wednesday in TD Garden versus Toronto. They're going to face <sighs> the champion Milwaukee Bucks on Friday, and they will be in Cleveland on Saturday against the Cavaliers. We'll see how 
the Celtics end up playing out without Jalen Brown for the next one or two weeks. You can make sure that you tap in with Donnie on Hanging with the Crew with Donnie Lou, Sean Apple Podcast, Spotify, wherever you get your shows. Donnie, thank you so much for coming through with us and joining the RSPN alumni as well, of course. Thank you. Thank you very much. This is my my favorite sports podcast. I appreciate it, dude. I appreciate that, Donnie. We we love love being the two-time award-winning champion podcast. We're going for another one. We're going for for a third one, low-key. Hopefully, if the league, you know, stops taking away our credentials. All right, before I keep everybody up to date on this week's televised games, we jump out this bitch. Uh, How big did you smile when you read Kareem and Abdul-Jabbar barred up Aaron Rodgers on his stance from last week? Yeah, it was great, man. Um, Aaron, he sounded like he had no education at all. So it was really weird. You know, football players don't hit up, like, podcasts and and do things like that ever. Mm -hmm. So... um, we all kind of like Aaron Rodgers is one of the best players in the league. He's been one of the best players in the past 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so there's not much negative things to say about him. And finally he opens his mouth and shows us how uneducated he is. Um, so yeah, what Kareem said was, it was spot on, man. Cause he was, he was pro- like, he said, I think he said he was shocked. That he and caught COVID? Us, no, no. I'm about to say, like, I hope that, not. Just like, no, he was shocked that like, he was so uneducated, like just the way he was speaking. And that's because we don't get to see him like really interact on that level and talk on that level. Um, so yeah, Aaron Rodgers, man, you're 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 a goof, man. Yeah, it was super, it was super fun with the push Icey shit. Everybody was smiling and having good, was smiling and having a good time. The, the one, the only thing that bothered me, and I'll keep it really brief. The only thing that bothered me was those that focus on the conversation of, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers isn't going to get the conversation that Kyrie does, and we all know why. Granted, yes, racist play, sure portions into this but i think the bigger conversation that i wanted to end up seeing a whole lot more of was what i originally ended up reading on the nfl excusing him and giving him alternate tests which well, i think has now ended up being proved as not true so i was like okay are you sure capped. that that just happened Aaron Rodgers capped and said he was vaccinated that's really what this comes down to yeah he lied to press yeah on, on like on the stand in front of press yeah and said that he was he was vaccinated. That's really what it comes down to. Um, we found out he's not, and he mentioned that he wasn't. He also said in that interview that he never said he he was, which is I don't know. I mean, he found his loophole. He found a little loophole, um, but you know he's an absolute idiot. So yeah, what Kareem said was spot on, and it, it was a little shocking, but whatever, man. It is what it is. Tonight we've got. Two games that are on your televised schedule. You have the Hawks and Jazz that are on lead pass, obviously, but Sixers Bucks tonight. You're going to be missing a whole bunch of people, so we don't expect that to be a huge Sixers Bucks. And you've got the Clippers against the Trailblazers, which we haven't, we've talked about the Clippers, but we haven't given Clippers the love that they probably do. Well, not love. You watch, the, you con- the, con- you, the conversation that they probably you do. You watching the games this year? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm watching the games. games. Paul George ended up leading, you know, from a points perspective from a scoring leader mm-hmm. perspective throughout this past month or so it was him and john moran very very early and paul george still yeah, holding things yeah. down for la so you can watch that yeah. tonight as they face damian lillard and the portland trailblazers tomorrow night's very big rockets and the pistons obviously that is not the very big portion of this but if you want to make sure that you watch the opportunity of seeing kate cunningham Jalen Green be some future stars, and two of the bigger rookies out of this draft class you'll see that 730 on ESPN. Heat Lakers, you know, I'm going to be tapped in. I don't know where I'm going to be, but I'm going to be tapped in 10 p.m. tomorrow. 
ESPN. Why am I doing the little baby thumbs again? I have no idea. Go. Well, I'm going to just make sure that y'all know we doing Heat and Lakers tomorrow. If she wants titties, I'll pay for them. ESPN, that is not going to be on the ESPN feed. If she wants titties, I'll pay for them. Paul Pierce will still be there if they were running that. Um, <laughs> Thursday, 76ers Raptors <laughs> on NBA TV. This followed by a back-to-back. What the fuck is going on, Adam? The Heat play the Clippers 1030. I like that, NBA man. TV. That is not nice. Celtics Challenge, Bucks man. Friday night, 7.30 ESPN. Celtics get to play the NBA champs again, but it's going to be a long time before we see Bucks fully healthy. And Friday at 10, Warriors and the Bulls. That is going to be a nice one. Make sure that you tap in yeah, 10 that's, p.m. That's, that's nice. On ESPN. Uh, Saturday, you've got your usual NBA TV game. Sunday, you have your usual NBA TV. Oh, actually, no NBA TV on Sunday nights. All league pass. But we'll be back here next week for week five of RSPN as we start getting further into the NBA season. Of course, thank y'all so much for tuning in at RSPN on RNC on Twitter to make sure that you can lock in with Jeff and I whenever there are games. We provide all the retweets and all of the information that you need to stay in tune with the alpha sports and of course usually when we are watching games you will also hear from ourselves and our um how we like to describe our person that runs the channel we'll we'll, we'll, we'll just keep it as let's keep it as the anonymous we'll keep it as the anonymous like a lot of these gms like to do (laughs) until then we will see y'all next week yeah